I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirit Shadow. We believe in personal growth through business success. Really anything you're doing to grow yourself, right? It's it's it doesn't matter. It's it's we always talk about it through business success because I think business gives you this conduit for how many things go that don't really go your way every single day in business. I mean, I don't know life does that, but particularly at work, right? And when I say business, it doesn't mean that like you owning a business. It just means that there's a lot of things that don't go your way every day. Um, a handful, like the small things to the large things. That's why it's this opportunity to let go of the part of you that doesn't like the fact that it just didn't go your way and then show up and contribute and show up and serve. Is it only about things that don't go your way? Well, I think that's where you start. I think people, that's where on this, on this growth path and the way, the way I like to think of this is you show up every day, right? The world's doing its thing. And at some point you realize that the world outside really has nothing to do with how you feel inside. I know we've said that before. It's just, you just realize it's got nothing to do with outside, but yet I'm still bothered by it. And what you, when that, when you start working on yourself, you're realizing that the, you're bothering yourself about things that you wanted to happen a certain way or that didn't happen the way you want them to. That's what you, it always comes down to one of those two things. If you're anxious or stressed, watch it. You're going to be anxious or stressed about something that you're waiting for a phone call and it didn't happen. You got a phone call and it happened and you didn't like their outcome of it or you're waiting for, you just watch it. It's just every day, just these things happen or you're waiting for, you send an email and all of a sudden an email is coming back in there or whatever it is. There's always like, there's just this layer if you, if you want it to be fearless in the business world, which is how it, I think it always, it always kind of strikes people when you can use those words, like being fearless as a fierce competitor, it's actually being okay with what everything is happening. It doesn't mean that you're not laser focused on things. It just means that the world is going to do its dance and you're going to interact with it. But it's making it sound, and maybe this is what you're saying, but it's making it sound like the only way you can grow is by dealing with things that you don't like. No, I mean, there's layers every moment to grow, right? Yeah, because or, I, or what about when you like things? Well, that too, but I'm also just thinking in business, it's not just about dealing with phone call and it didn't go the way you want. Or it, I also think that business gives us such a great opportunity totally. to learn, 100%. to stretch our leadership skills, yes. to, yes. and that's not always about things just not going our way. It's great actually point. just about new experiences and learning how to navigate them. It's a great point. Yes. 100%. I mean, the part of it is, is like you're here playing a game, right? Whether mm -hmm. whatever you're, whatever you're doing here in this role, whether it's business or sports or teaching or you're, you know, a state trooper or whatever it is, you're learning constantly. Right. So you're getting new experiences and you're learning. That's part of the growth too. Absolutely. If you are, are that type of person, because there's some people who don't want to I mean, that's that whole growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Yeah. Like some people are okay. Well, then there's not, different not levels too. Like that. people are waking up every day, constantly <laughs> searching for growth in their, in their field of expertise. Right. Like mm -hmm. if you sit down to play the guitar, right. Like my daughter's in band right now, she's playing the trumpet. And like the first day she came <laughs> home, like we're like practice outside. Right. Like, <laughs> and so like it's, it's, she's, she's got to learn and she'll grow through that sure. practice. But you're also learning, I think all of this and follow me here that ties back to a little bit because what you're doing is you're using your will to stay focused on something long enough that you learn the intangibles as much as you do the ability to be a better leader or a better musician mm -hmm. or a better state trooper or a better wrestler, whatever it is that you're doing. You learn the physical side of being a better leader etc. right? Whatever it is that you're doing, but you also learn these intangibles about emotional fitness, right? About staying focused on one thing, saying no to other things, Discipline. the self mastery yeah. over the voice of the head. So when I talk about that personal growth, it really comes into that a lot. 
okay, I'm going to also say kind of the opposite of what you just said, but, but sometimes, but learning doesn't always have to be this force of will. I mean, can't learning can also be an, an effortless, undisciplined type thing. It doesn't have to always be this, I need to buckle down and get really disciplined so I can learn this new concept. It's sometimes just, I'm learning how to garden. I'm learning how to. Absolutely. Okay. But isn't it, but the thing about it from the 200% life perspective, mm-hmm. isn't there two forms of learning? Right. You have like the physical environment learning that makes you a better runner. Right. Mm-hmm. Or a better chief of staff. Right. Mm-hmm. There's mechanical learning things that you can do from there. And then there is the intangible, which we could I think we've labeled them emotional, um, you know, uh, kind of strengths or emotional resilience or grit or determination or never giving up. Those are really internal learning lessons. Right. Right. And I mean, which, which, I and argue. they both contribute sure, sure, to sure. the outcome. Yeah. And I mean, I would, I would argue that and like leadership, it's actually all the internal. It's hardly any like external. Well, totally. Because leadership is, yeah. that's why one of those words when people hear leadership, they don't really know what it means. Yeah. Because I mean, there's a few like external kind of things you need to do, like talking. Yes. Or, or, <laughs> or like casting a vision or something, yeah. but pretty much. But really that internal. comes inside. And that's why I always yeah. start with, so that personal growth really starts from inside, even though it can be learned outside. So you just kind of supported my entire argument there. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that you just gonna, you're looking yeah. for now holes in that, which is good. Yeah. But like the, that's the point, right? Like the whole in the, per, the personal growth. Yeah. Really I was just saying it didn't, doesn't need, it was more effortless. And so I'm not arguing with the internal external. Yeah. I'm just saying it had more to do. It's not always this. Okay. Today I'm going to learn this and I know I'm going to have to be disciplined for 10 No, that's why, that's why I started up saying I love business. Cause all of a sudden you wake up and not thinking you're going to learn about something in it. And somebody shows up in your inbox or your mm-hmm. financials come out and all of a sudden you're not, something triggers you and go, I get to go learn about this mm-hmm. yeah of course that's what business they, there's full surprises that you don't necessarily want right. you also maybe three people walk out or you've got to go lay off people and now you've got to learn how to do a job again because that's just what happened right i mean it's just those or are the, the company is gro- growing growing yes, and you have and to learn a new skill yes or you have to yeah. let go of doing eight things to learn only to do one thing that's a whole new mm-hmm. skill having to do it but i would what i would argue what i always kind of go back to is that first starts with the proper ability to make sure that it's not about you inside. And then it's about you serving the moment that's in front of you the best way that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you'll actually learn everything externally like we're talking about and have way more fun while you're doing it. Yeah. I don't know if this, I don't know. I've just been thinking about this a lot lately that probably things you've been saying to me for like five years, but it like maybe it's just like finally connecting that it life is really is really just an experience Mm -hmm. and an experiment Mm -hmm. and that (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm like, I'm literally saying your words (laughs) like, and why not just make it fun and stop taking yourself so serious? Oh my God. I can't believe I'm saying it. Um, (laughs) But I've really been thinking about it probably like the past three or four months, like a little bit more. um, I'm internalizing it a bit more than like, life is just, we only get one life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, this is and awesome. why, why wait for things to be, I so seriously can't believe I'm saying this. That's why don't we have to, why wait for things to be perfect or the, you know, the perfect job and the That's... perfect finances and all of this stuff. And like, it is just an experience and it is just an experiment. We don't really know what's going to happen. So just enjoy it. <laughs> I think we're done here for today. Oh my God. No, but that's it took me a long, a long time to get there, but I think I might be there. Well, no, well, you're, wait, it's like, um, you ever like, get like a cut in your arm 
And it's like, mm-hmm. if, and initially, like you're stopping the bleeding, right? Yeah. And then you put like the Band-Aid on and you yeah. put Neosporin on, whatever it is. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like you don't really need the Band-Aid anymore, but it's still not healed. Mm-hmm. When does it actually heal? When do you actually know that it's healed? You kind of, it's like this transition. You kind of look one day you're down there and it's kind of like healed. Yeah. And it's the same process for personal or spiritual growth, which is that it's just like that. Like you start to aware of it, you take care of the problem. And then all of a sudden you start to look back and you realize, huh, I get this more. Mm-hmm. I get it more. I actually, then you're like, but I actually get it now. Like uh, now yeah. I'm, I'm saying it, even though I've been saying it for five years, the same argument or the same thing you were just saying yeah. is that you finally, you just, you just get it more. And then there's another layer that you get even more. Mm-hmm. And then you get what everybody's saying, you know, for thousands of years that have been saying these things, which is exactly what you said, which is no, it's not about the external life. It's not about the internal life, but if mm-hmm. you're playing at a different level, you hear that and people think you're crazy. They're right. like, of course I wouldn't do that. And, and they're right. <laughs> At that level, I would agree with you because I was there too, mm-hmm. right? There was not, if you had told me some of these things 15 years ago, I would have wanted to believe them, but I would have been like, no, it's about money or it's about getting mm-hmm. what I want. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and what, what a lot of people do is they convince themselves that it's about getting a little bit of what they want, but really they're doing it for all these reasons, but they're still about getting what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even till today, like I still like wake up and I'm going, man, I heard that differently today. That's why yeah. it's important. To, that's why if you listen our podcast or you listen to a lot of spiritual teachers for thousands of years, you go back there, um, you know, which brings me up to one of our quotes today, you know, that was written, you know, a while ago, but they use the same language 2000 years ago that people use today. It's just, well, they use the same concepts. Right. It's just used in a different language based on your culture and how you use words, but they're all saying the same thing. Sure. Like Eckhart Tolle goes out there and gives speeches all the time. He says the exact same thing over and over again. I know. It's like, or, or Adi Shanti or, you know, or Michael Singer or Tony so all Robbins. all the shit I've been giving you for yes. so many years for saying the same thing over yes. and over again. It finally, I needed to hear it over and over yes. again. Well, because we keep hearing the same things at a different level. Right. And I, Yeah. And then at a different level and you keep hearing it and then you hear it even more and then it just makes even more sense. And then one day you wake up and you realize like, huh, I'm back here. Just like you said, life is just this experiment. It's just, uh, you're a participant of it. You're just Mm -hmm. watching it unfold and you're just interacting with it. It becomes clear as day how to interact with it, which is 99% of the time you don't do anything. Um, You said, mentioned something about like, you know, it's always about get kind of used to be about getting what you want. And as I'm hearing you say that, it makes me think, I'm just kind of curious how, what your experience of it is because I, I used to be so, this is what I want and I am going to do like do everything. I like force it to happen. And it's not like I don't still want things, but it feels a lot more um, like I'm not having to put too much thought behind it. Yeah. Do you experience that? And like, what, it, what is that? Yeah. So like the, you talking about like the thought is that it's either happening or that you just don't care as much about the thought. Yeah. About like getting what you want. We're doing a house renovation yeah. years ago. I would have been like, I am this better get done on this yeah. date. And then we're going to only spend this money. And if these contractors aren't on time and like, we're doing this and, and this is what I want. It has to be perfect and all this stuff. And now I'm just like, yeah, we're doing, we're renovating our house. Yeah. The guy's really nice. Yeah. I think I'm going to go pick out a bathroom vanity. Yeah. Like it's like very just like. Yeah. Well, that's a deeper level of peace. And there's a, there's a line that people use for a lot that says, you know, when you, when you come to realize, you realize a piece of that passes all understanding. And the reason why it says it passes all understanding is because you can't understand conceptually with the mind why you feel this way. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's just like a piece that passes all understanding because for no reason at all, you feel the same way times 10 when you've gotten the thing that you've wanted the most and you walking around feeling like that for no reason. And it's the piece that passes all understanding. And then of course you, like, again, we've never, you've never once told me, heard me say in any of these things, any presentation to not enhance your life or to not enjoy the things that are out there. Right. But it does feel different. It does. It's different. Yeah. Remember spirituality yeah. isn't about changing what you do. It's part that's interacting with it. So you still ah, go out. Maybe build, I finally get that too. Yes. Right. It's, <laughs> it's just a different part of you that's interacting with it. Yeah. And it's not interacting so that you, sure. Yes. It's for you, but it's not like I need this to happen right. in order for my ego to be feeling okay. Cause that's really what people are doing. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. And then you're going, is like, yeah, of course I, I, I would, people, this is where people try to confuse, they try to trip you up. Like, oh, so you're saying you wouldn't want it to be sunny every day. I don't like people kind of like when they're in that stage. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, sure. It would be fun to have it be sunny sometimes, but like you also need it to be rain for mm-hmm. at least in this world. But the level of joy that I have or peace that I have has nothing to do with the weather. Right. I'm going to enjoy it as whatever the weather is. Just like I'm going to enjoy the interaction of life, whatever is happening. Do you ever notice yours? I don't know. And this hasn't necessarily happened to me for a while, but I'm just kind of curious. Do you ever notice when you start to want something like in that other part of you starts coming back in? Yeah. Um, like, what does that feel like? And do you notice it? Yeah, I love the stage you're at. So basically what happens is you start to recognize the truth about the situation, realizing that this is a false motive of what I actually want and it's actually not going to do anything for me, yet it still feels good to indulge in it. And so you get caught in between this stage of recognizing the truth for what it is, but almost still going after it because it's almost a pattern slash it does feel like a little bit of an indulgence to actually, and it feels good to go after it. Sure, yeah. But you recognize that it's, but you're, 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 it's almost like you're perplexed a little bit because you know, it's not going to turn you on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not what you really want, but you're still actually acting that way. But so then what do you do? I mean, it, like you Relax said, it's, and release. yeah, like you still might go get whatever it sure. is that you, it is yeah. that you want, but you just make, you make sure that you kind of recenter yourself and know why you're doing it or so this is a question that I always ask for myself constantly goes on and it's very similar questions but when that starts to happen I go well why aren't I feeling this right now mm. why aren't I not feeling this level of peace right now why does why why am I convincing myself again the mind is trying to convince consciousness right me the I am that when I do this or get that that I'm going to feel value so I'm overvaluing a future event for undervaluing this current event I don't always do the whole thing in my head, mm. but what I'm doing is, well, why don't I feel that right now? What's stopping me from feeling that? And whatever the feeling is, because it's some, you, you kind of said peace or you said value, but it could be significance. It could whatever. be yeah. excitement. It could be like, yeah. whatever Why the can't I is. feel it right now? Right. Okay. And then, and then again, the other question you can ask for that is like, what's wrong with this moment? And just, what it's doing is it's breaking mm-hmm. that pattern of you going and recognizing the truth. But until you get to this point, people are going to just, they're going to, like, especially when people start to hear this the first thing they go, Man, like, I don't know what Adam's talking about or any of those people are talking about. The reality is, is I want to, I want, I know what I want. And I'm going to go after and get it. And you should mm-hmm. and go do it because yeah. I'm neither, nobody's ever going to convince you not to do that. That's you're yeah. living in there and you're following that voice. You should go do that. The only thing I would say is tell me how wonderful and how much joy and peace is in your life while you're doing this. And well, there, well, there could be some, it's well, there not like will they're be. devoid of it. Of and, course there yeah. will be a level. Yeah. But like to the degree that you're convincing yourself when you go get this, how well do you actually feel when you get it? Just watch that. 
Yeah. Because what you realize the minute you actually get it or get close to there, it's not what you expected it was. I know, but I do. And I, I don't and, know. But then you just get to the next pattern though. Yeah. But then it just instantly creeps in and goes, but if it's just this. Yes. But or kind of sometimes I am also wondering if sometimes people go, oh, this is what he was saying. There isn't any, you know, this is what all these teachers are saying. They get to the point and not that they go for more. They just go, oh, yeah, now I hear, understand what they're actually saying, and now I got to go down a different path. Totally. They just completely do a complete 180. We've seen yeah. this in Project U participants, That's right? That's right, yeah. Like, they literally, all of a sudden, it's like they're running down, they're running east, and all of a sudden, for their whole life, they've been running east, and all of a sudden, they stop, and they realize it's actually, they got to go west, and now they got to remove themselves out of the tunnel that they created by running east the entire direction, thinking that you're going to go down there. Do you think that you have to Go. I mean, you kind of, you went through that. I went through that, that chasing that, you know, success, whatever your definition of that is. And you, you know, do we, did you, getting certain things, whatever. Do you feel like you have to experience that or can you bypass that and just go down the, I mean, I guess some people do. Well, I can only answer it from my perspective and I had to go through it. Right. So, and I think every human at this stage, regardless of why or how I have no idea, nor am I ever going to answer, develop an ego. You just do. Mm-hmm. The only, the, the, the only, and I've never met them, but some masters that I've heard describe that people have actually, that I've met, that have actually met themselves, um, uh, literally have, I think I've maybe shared this before, have in, in, as a baby, knew that they were conscious, knew they were in a baby form and couldn't express themselves. So it's almost like that, at that level, I don't know if they ever developed an ego. Right, okay. Or if they just, but that's very far, few in between. Yeah, I mean, there are some. Very but- sp- yeah, but then I'm like, you know, it just, it just manifests differently. Like we're thinking about it in terms of maybe material success or monetary success, but there's other people who, whatever their success means to them, they still are going down that path and not going down the path of spirituality right away. And they may still need to come up, you know, become aware. Yeah. I think the majority of people are going down a path of, I, I know what I want and I want to go after it. Right. Whatever, whatever that, that is. is. Yeah. And it could, and yeah. again, in business, it's very easy to do that, but it can, this could be, and then some people go like, why well, I, I want to course I'm not like that. Cause I don't want money. And I right. go, well, well, what about relationships? Right. Right. Why are you in a relationship? Or they want to be really well known in their community. Yeah. For, or, or, or they fit for whatever it is. Or, like yeah. it's just, there's always yeah. something that they're going, this is something that I want. There's something mm-hmm. that I want. And then again, it's, there's, and this is where people get really, when you start going down, this, this is that gray line. Cause people are like, well, how could you live your life? Not wanting things. Nobody's saying that it just, you're not wanting things for the sake of wanting something to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're just interacting with it. Right. Like you're right. just, I don't know how else and everyone's nature, you have to experience this yourself about the wanting is different. Yes. Right. Yes. Because like you might want a car and I want a library. Yeah. Or like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's why literally the, the Buddha did this whole dance for years and came back and said, all life is suffering. And it's not like broken arm suffering or like somebody, you know, like kicking you, not that physical suffering. That's different. Right. He said, all life is suffering. And he said, the reason why everyone's suffering to put it in easy terms, the reason why everyone's suffering is because they have likes and dislikes, i.e. they want something to happen or they don't. And this is where people go, well, I don't really do that. And I, and it's, you can't, talk to somebody when they're saying that because that's a lot like they're actually so caught in their mind mm-hmm. that they don't realize they're actually paying so much attention to their likes and dislikes it would be so foreign to them to even comprehend living that way 
but to your point, at some point, something happens, midlife crisis, you just get a movement. I don't know why it does. I'm not here to say why it happens, but all of a sudden you kind of start to orient yourself differently and you see the world completely differently. And you start to go, I'm not there. I got a long way to go, but now I recognize that what I was doing just doesn't work. And it's not why I'm here. You said the Buddha says that the, all life is suffering. Do you feel, do you feel like you're suffering? Um, I think there's, there's, there's a way to answer that. I think when my, when my ego, uh, has a higher percentage of my consciousness, I suffer. Mm. And when it has a lower percentage of it, I suffer less. And so less or at all, I suffer less. I think, I I think there's still a level of suffering there. Um, it's just less, but like, what does that look like for you? It just means that I'm not in a, in a static state of absolute peace and ecstasy every moment. Okay. Right. I'm I'm comparing it to like, yeah. So suffering is a little bit relative and well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's different degrees of it, but people already do suffering. People go, I'm not suffering, Adam. That person over there is suffering. I go, compared to what? Compared to the masters that walked before you that. But if you don't feel like you're suffering, then are you suffering? Um, again, what are you comparing suffering to? Like, again, it's your own feeling of what suffering yeah, I don't, is. I think there's a level of peace and people go, oh, I've got, I've got my peace, but there's a higher level that you can tap into. It's like, imagine a brand new EA starting. And they're going, oh, I think I'm the best EA in the world. And you're going, yeah, you are for your level, but there's a whole other level. It's like, you know, my son loves playing lacrosse at eight years old and he's one of the better lacrosse players at eighth grade. And he thinks he's like the best player in the world. Well, he, he actually doesn't. But like, you <laughs> yeah, get my yeah, point, right? Yeah, like, sure. He's actually doing that. But compared to a professional lacrosse player, it's not even close. Okay. And so it's it's just always, there's always a different degree. And I think the, the thing is that that, that, is what they call ever new joy because every moment it feels like it's brand new energy and it keeps going higher and higher. And so that never ends your entire lifetime. So there's always another level that you can get to. And it's not a level you need to search for. It just, you become more conscious and you be, it's I am the I am. And it just, you fall back into that joy. That's always there, by the way, again, when you get what you want, how like when you really like the guy who won the Powerball a couple of days ago, yeah. right? Like I'm sure like they, they were probably feeling pretty good, yes. right? So that, where'd that feeling come from? It was already inside him. Mm-hmm. So why couldn't you? So then I go back to the question. Why can't you feel like that every moment? Do you think when that guy did that, like there was any, like he was probably on cloud 15, <laughs> right? Or, and I just use that as an example, but like the professional athlete that gets, signed a contract for whatever it is, or the first time you get a job or the first time you fall in love or whatever it is, you feel this tremendous energy inside you, don't you? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not feeling that high that you've ever felt, then you're suffering. Is that a better way of kind of thinking of it? Think about the highest form of high that you've ever felt in your life. I'm not just saying for you, Hallie, I'm saying yeah, for yeah. listeners, right? Like the highest form and that's different for everybody. It could be when you made a bunch of money, it could be the birth of a child. It could be, you know, a sunset. It could have been, you know, a, a vacation. It could be anything, right? It could be any of these things. And you felt so high. And so that, again, if you're not feeling that every moment, there's a level of suffering. Because that is already within you. That, that didn't get put in there from the event. What happened was, is your stuff matched. 
meaning my experience is how I want life was basically just flooded with how I want things to be. And it's like your mind just gets paralyzed for a second and it allows everything to open up. But that's how you could walk around feeling every day. So when you ask the question about, I feel that I don't walk around at the highest state that I've ever felt. There's been a lot. And every moment it gets gradual, it gets better and better and better and better. Like every day you actually slither away part of that. Does it feel like, because sometimes when you, when you talk about that, it sounds like it, and maybe it does, maybe I just haven't experienced this yet. It feels like you're just like vibrating with this like energy. And, And yet the other part of me feels like as I've gone more on my own journey, it, and maybe I'm obviously not there yet, but it feels more quiet and like peaceful, yeah. not this like energy vibration, like this high. Well, what does love feel like? Love can feel ecstatic and creative and love can also feel snuggly. <laughs> right? Can it though? You know what I mean though? Yeah. So like it can, yeah. it can play with whatever it is that you want. You just, you're waking up feeling a vibrance of energy. And that will, that'll be like this, it'll, you can call it whatever you want in words. Mm-hmm. We just, they're made up words anyways to try to point but does to it. Does it feel different for different people or is it always that? I think it's just this, this very, very deep sense of peace and joy would probably be the words that I would use to describe it, that it just overcome you. And therefore it's almost irrelevant of what happens outside there. It doesn't mean you don't participate in it. Mm-hmm. It just means that you could care less because if you already feel that way every moment, there's nothing outside that you need. There's right. that need. Sure. But sure, you interact with the world. That's yeah. the whole point. You're interacting with the world every day. You're just not doing it out of this personal need to start opening up a little bit more. And that's when you're truly free. That's the, you know, when, when Michael Singer wrote the book, The Untethered Soul, the untethering is like, he uses an analogy, a lot of people trying to put helium into a balloon and you dump in a bunch more helium. But if it's tied to the ground... You're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are doing. They're just putting another case of helium, another one, another one. Whereas if you just cut the rope, you're free. And so cutting the rope is that metaphor, right? For letting go of this, this insatient behavior pattern that we've developed of listening to the mind and, and listening to emotions and then going to act on behalf of that. And the other thing you can think about from there is that's why people literally go in and they this, this lake, right? They have this, this, the lake is a great example of it. And I'm just looking outside and you see our pond, you can see ducks in it and they create ripples because the duck just landed. But your inner life is very similar to a pond. Whereas the pond is calm. At times you're peaceful. And then you wake up every day to make sure that what you're doing and what's being said to you and what you're reading is okay with keeping that pond okay. But the minute something doesn't happen, like a bird flies in there or a you know, leaf drops in there or a rock thrown in there. There's a disturbance in there. And what we do is instead of we want, what we do is when there's a disturbance instantaneously, we want to make sure that that pond becomes peaceful again. So what we do is we, in this and that metaphor, we jump into the pond trying to smooth it out, which makes it so much worse. So in, in the more physical example, when you have a desire to go do something, you jump in and it's like you jumping in the pond. It's you jumping into the desire, which is you messing up more things. You still may get it. It's just not, that's why you feel, um, it feels, it doesn't feel whole when you actually get those things because you're doing them for the wrong reason. Whereas if you just let it sit there, you let the emotion come through 
This is never about renouncing emotions. It's never about fighting with the mind. It's you sit there and allow the experience itself to work its way through. And you can see in this pond, the ripple starts in the middle, works its way to the edge, starts working its way back and basically it goes away. And it's the same thing in your life. The minute something happens that's disturbing you, you let it basically ripple and it's, you're, you're going to feel it. Right. And if you're losing money, that feels different. Right. If you get, you know, if somebody yells at you, that's going to feel different. If somebody doesn't call you and you expect them to call you, that's going to feel different versus, mm-hmm. you know, a more positive one. But either one of those are ripples in the positive ones. What you do is you jump in and you try to hold on to them. So it's the same thing, whether it's positive or negative disturbance, it's the same behavior pattern. The ones that we like, we try to hold on to cling, right? And the ones we don't, we try to push away with our hands, splashing everything we're doing it. Whereas if you just let the event go, it's the fastest path back to peace and that peace. And then what you start to realize is all those things will still drop in, but they just, it's like riding on water and the ripples go faster and faster and faster. So there's a deeper level of peace and a deeper level of peace, faster, faster, and faster to eventually where you can barely even see the pond and you just see it's there. It's like a little breeze and it barely even pulls you out. It's like when the Dalai Lama said in his book, right? Do you ever get frustrated? He said, yes, for about three seconds. Right. That's the drop in the water. There's a ripple for three seconds and it's done. You look like you have a question or no. <laughs> no, I was just kind of, yeah, I was thinking about like the pond analogy or the, the ripple analogy and that if it's the, you know, the ripple is the experience, you can just watch it. Then, I mean, can't you just watch and that's your inner world. I'm like, can't you just watch all of it. I mean, there's yeah. the ripples, but there's also the ducks and there's the butterflies and there's the grass growing and there's the, that's the whole then point there's of life. a storm and then there's a, and <laughs> just watch it all. That's witness consciousness. Yeah. Where you're just watching everything. You're not interacting with it for the reason of interacting with it to make you feel better. That's the people thing people need to hear. You're not interacting with the pond or interacting with things to make your inner world. Okay. What you're doing is you're just letting the experience go through and then interacting with it with however you need to raise the moment. And then people always go, how do I know to do that? You will know how to do that. Mm-hmm. It'll be there. When you're not playing with it in a way that's trying to benefit you, you will see clearly what you're supposed to be doing. And that's it. It's not that you, you know, if you're walking by trash and there's trash there, you don't, you just, maybe you just bend down and pick it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm thinking of another thing that you keep saying to me that I finally maybe understand, (laughs) which is it's really hard to explain in words Mm. (laughs) and that, and and like you really, you really don't and won't truly get it until you've actually experienced it. Of course not. Well, no, it's, 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 and I know you've said that to me for like years, but I always want the perfect words to explain it, but it really is almost, you really Words are man-made. Close, Even our discussion but... we had before we got on this, that's why it's like words are just, they're pointing and then we buy into the words themselves instead of actually just seeing it how it is. Mm-hmm. We want, our minds want there to be physical words with definitions that we can apply to things. But the only thing that words Which do are is- helpful, they I are. think. They're, yes. And that's why they're always called and many, men, people have already said this. We're just saying it now, thousands of years later, mm-hmm. they're signposts. That's all they are. And that's what we did right. the, the whole episode when like you walk in, it says no thyself. Like that's a signpost. Yeah. Well, you know, what's actually, I thought was interesting. I think it was in the, the podcast from Michael Singer about the lake of life yeah. that 
this may be a whole other conversation, but I actually thought it was very interesting that he said you, it's actually not about knowing thyself. It's actually about forgetting yourself and knowing life. Yeah. I think it's, I think what he's explaining there, and that's a wonderful observation from there. It's about not, not about knowing the mind. It's about letting go of the mind, the egoic world to know thyself. That's really like the know thyself. It's the know the bigger I, not the little I. And so for most people, what he's referring to there is to letting go of the egoic eye and to forget and to forget that. about that, to know life and to know life is to know who you are. Correct. Cause it's, it's one and the same. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you're Correct. just interact. You're just are part of life. Yeah. There's no difference of anything. It's literally what, what, whatever wants. but this is, this is the hardest part, right? Is because trying to use words to actually get somebody to understand this and you can't. That's why everyone has to be on their own journey, including you, including me, because you're the only one in there that actually can experience it. That experience is once you experience it, there isn't, then, it, then you just want to use words to describe it, but there isn't any. They're just, the way I best way I look at this is like, again, they're signposts or signposts to the moon. The other analogy that people use a lot of times, which I love is it's like people, it's like when you read a menu, it's not the meal. Mm-hmm. but you can read a pretty good description of it, of what a burger is, but you still don't know what that tastes like until you actually do it. Most people are living their life where they're thinking their Reading life the is the menu mm-hmm. instead of actually experiencing it for themselves. Do you ever, I mean, this is about a, a little bit about, about regrets, but do you ever wish that you had um, learned this stuff or like, like, if, I mean, maybe, you know, you started it, but like kind of even like I sometimes think about, I wish that what I know now yeah. <laughs> I would have known about maybe like 10 years ago, that would have felt like, well, it's funny. I had an email yesterday and maybe you might even sell this cause I know you go through my emails, but yesterday somebody emailed me right after I did the all partner call and I started talking about this and they said, um, you know, every time I listen to you, like it makes me actually, um, a little, upset that I didn't know this earlier yeah, and that I only know it now. And I'm grateful to like, the name is actually, we're grateful. I'm, I'm actually a little upset that I didn't know this now. I wish I had put this in there. And it was like, that pisses me off because I wish I'd known this earlier. Exactly. I wish I had found this earlier. And my response was, nope, you found it exactly when you were supposed to find it. Yeah. Well, and it, in, so I literally said, yeah. so then I said, remember Celine Dion and, and actually he said Celine Dion and I said, <laughs> no, it's frozen. Let it go. Yes. Right. Cause I'm like, you have to let that go now. You have to let it go of that. Cause that's just a thought. That's the mind yeah. trying to grab you. This is what, this is what it does. When it, when all of a sudden you start to realize it goes, but you should have known earlier. I can't yeah. believe you didn't know earlier. And now it's, that's all it's trying well, it's to not, do is it's a it's shapeshifter. Not, yeah. But it's not so much like, oh, I can't believe you didn't know earlier. It's, but it's still it's just like. It's Man, still it mine. Wouldn't have been nice to know. It's that's still earlier. mine, though. Well, and and yes, and this is also a mind generated thought, but because um, I told you this a little while ago that I was reading the Jane Fonda, but um, autobiography, and she's when she was writing it, she was I don't know seventy five years old, and she was just starting on her really real spiritual journey and starting to talk about a lot of the same concepts that we talk about on the podcast, and I remember telling you, "Man, I'm so," and she was just like, "This is the most amazing thing," and and I'm like. I'm so grateful that I'm learning at 37, but she's exactly. learning at, you know, 73. And yet now I'm also, but at the same time, I think, God, 10 years ago, it would have just been like, but I don't know if I was ready 10 years ago. No, none of us were. You're not ready until you're ready. Yeah. And then when you're ready and it's like what Michael Singer always tells me, he said, just be very grateful and thankful 
that you're that you're getting this level of unlocking or the spiritual growth that you're getting at this level you should be very grateful for that and make sure you thank it the Shakti is what he always refers to it as. It's just his way, but thanking the energy because it's really energy that does it. It's the Shakti, it's the dance, the consciousness actually is purifying you. You're not actually doing any of it. It's just happening on its own, doing it for you. It's almost like, and I've heard deep teachings when they've talked about at very deep levels where when they've gotten to certain stages, they've recognized that they never did this on their own. It was actually somebody from a larger consciousness or whatever it is pulling its way through you. And that they really actually didn't do anything. It's in the way I always kind of describe this in, in very deep conversations that way is you didn't create your intelligence. You may use your intelligence to read more or use it for business or whatever it is, but you didn't create your intelligence. Something else is doing that. Something else is giving it to you right now. Just like something else is giving you the ability to grow and something's actually pulling you through. And so once you recognize that, you realize that you're this whole egoic thing about me thinking that I'm doing everything is really just the smallest way to live your life. It's not wrong. It's not, it's just, it's a, such a small way to live your life because it's all about what I want and what I need. And if you live that way, you'll, you'll feel good moments and you'll justify that you feel good. And you'll look at other people and say, well, I have a really great life, but deep down there's always a, a level of anxiousness or scaredness until you actually do the deep work. Hey, thanks for hanging with Hallie and I today and for listening to the show. However, if you are interested in getting a short email from me in your inbox each Tuesday when a new episode drops, you can. These emails are super short. I just cover whatever I happen to be thinking about each week, whether that's an article or a quote I've shared, a book I've read, or a new product that I'm loving. Plus info on the latest episode of Business Meets Spirituality. If that sounds like something you want to check out, we'd love you to. Just go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash email.